Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Halloween Ends for you. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Strange with them for this conclusion to the recent Halloween trilogy, yeah, which is right. supposedly follows <laughs> straight on from the 1978 John Carpenter classic. This one picks up in 2018. Then in one or two years later, we had Halloween Kills. Uh, no, 2021. Yeah, anyway. Sure. And then this year, Halloween Ends. This one is again directed by David Gordon Green, written by he, Danny McBride, Chris Bernier, and Paul Brad Logan, four people to write this film, Wayne. Did David Gordon Green, is that the guy from 90210 that married Megan Fox? I don't think so. Oh, it's Brian Austin Green. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. Sorry. It's all the, getting all the greens mixed up. <laughs> you greenest. Uh, it's distributed by, of course, and made by Universal Pictures. This is a Blumhouse movie for those who've forgotten. The runtime's 111 minutes. The budget somewhere between 20 and $30 million. And despite premiering on the same day and date on the Peacock streaming service, mm. it has already made $20 million. So this will be a hit. No question what? at all. Given we're recording on Sunday, it's already taken back two-thirds of its production budget on the outside. So, so what you're saying is Halloween's probably not going to end, is it, Paul? Well, yeah. This, <laughs> this winds up making $100, $150 million worldwide. They're really going to go, that's the end of it. So, But we'll uh, discuss all of that in spoilers. This one, of course, stars... Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matichik, James Jude Courtney, Will Patton, Rowan Campbell, and Kyle Richards Wayne. What is it about? Okay, so four Without years... Without spoilers. <laughs> sure. Four years after her last encounter with Michael Myers, Laurie Strode is living with a granddaughter, and she's trying to finish her memoir. So Myers hasn't been seen since, and Laurie finally decides to liberate herself from rage and fear and embrace life. So she's kind of happier now, despite it, you know, all the bad shit that happened. However, when a young man stands accused of murdering a boy that he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that forces Laurie to confront evil she can't control. All right, then in terms of critical response mm. on Rotten Tomatoes, this has 40% of 154 critic reviews are positive, with an average score of 5.1 out of 10. On Metacritic, out of 38 critics, it has a score of 45 out of 100. And according to audiences polled by CinemaScore, they gave this an average grade of C plus on the A plus to F scale, the lowest of the franchise. Well. So there you go, Wayne. You're the non-horror guy. <laughs> I'm the horror guy. Of course, Absolutely. most people who listen to the show. And if you're new, welcome. It's great to have you here. But if you're not new, of course, you know Wayne probably was dragged, not quite kicking and screaming this one because you hadn't hated your time with the previous two from memory. Eh, I still didn't want to be there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But big thanks to Universal for the advanced screening Absolutely. to this. Uh, it was a massive screen at Karen Up and... Uh, Fairly well attended. and uh, Including yeah, a dude was, walking around like Michael yes, Myers. Yes, Mike Myers uh, impersonated there walking around uh, and sort of just hovering over people until they noticed him, which was pretty funny. Which was amusing. So, yeah, well done to Universal. Thank you very much for the invite, Wayne. What did you think of Halloween Ends? I know that you're talking about these bad scores and, 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 and I was sitting there walking around, you know, I kind of liked it. Oh, sorry, kind of liked it strong. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate that one. I didn't hate that one because what I think happened was in the movie itself, just very generally, um, I can tell that for a, a diehard like yourself and whoever else is a big fan of the, the genre and the, the franchise, mm -hmm. this is a very not Halloween-y Halloween movie. By, by, I can just tell by looking at it that mm -hmm. mm, the reason I liked it is the reason all of the hardcores will hate it. I liked it because it was different. It was a little bit different mm -hmm. from what you would expect from this franchise. And to be fair, some of the things that, that I can see them sort of swinging for the fences, right, a bit in doing some very different things and for me it's like well this is less like one of those movies so i quite enjoyed that <laughs> but for everyone else they're gonna go this is less like that movie so i hate it right so i think that it seems to me like this whoever wrote this story is looking to write a movie 
that perhaps deals with how evil can infect you or something like this For evil sure. inside everyone or something like that that can be woken up by whatever. And then it looks like they thought, how do we make this a Halloween movie? You know, and then so they sort of crowbar in Halloweeny elements. Mm. And so me, that I sit there going, well, that's why I like it. It's probably a different kind of movie, and then they stick Halloween in there. Okay, less gory at all that I thought. Or I mean, there's a couple of big gory set pieces in the last act, I would say. But up until then, yes. I but it, yeah, concur. it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, what I expected. Uh, and as a result, uh, I think um, well, at least Laurie Strode was in this one, Paul. Yeah, uh, the last one There's she was slightly more to do. Yeah, that's right. So, and I, you know, it's the. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I would say it's fine. Okay, fair enough. What uh, do you think, Paul? <laughs> so, back in 2017, I guess I started making this, and right I went as is the choice de jour these days. Mm. Let's just retcon and jettison all the silly fucking sequels that came after the original classic film. Let's just start again and just imagine. That 40 years later, mm-hmm. Laurie Strode is alive and still traumatized, as potentially you might be, having been stalked and, and a whole bunch of your friends killed when you were a teenager. Yes. And how is she now in the present day, having had a child, and that child's had a child, mm-hmm. and we've got three generations of Strode women, and how they're going to be impacted when Michael Myers escapes from his insane asylum where he's being kept and goes on, runs amok on Halloween in Haddonfield, Illinois, in 2018. Genuinely, Great idea because, and please head over to Binge Movies where Jason, the host there, and I, a couple of years ago, we did the Halloween franchise. Was it last year? I can't remember. One of those years. This year, we've just done Friday the 13th. That's about to drop or has just dropped at the time this episode's out. So you can see how spectacular they are the whole Hall- of the whole Friday the 13th franchise. But that franchise, the Halloween franchise, is ridiculously shit. Is it? Big, bold statement. The first film is one of the greatest horror movies made of all time. The second one's okay. Yeah. I don't like Halloween Season of the Witch, despite the fact it kind of swung for the fences and tried to do something very, very different. And then it gets to this whole Curse of Thorn bullshit, and it sucks. It fucking sucks. The <laughs> only slight up is Halloween H2O, which is a good follow-up. It was meant to be Laurie coming back after Halloween 2 and ending it for her there. Did she die there? No. She kills Michael Myers. You know, that cuts off his head. That's the end. Oh, but no, wait. We've now got Rob Zombie doing Halloween's. Oh, and there's a one called Halloween Resurrection because they explain it by, no, Michael Myers stuck the mask on someone else's head. And that's who Laurie Strode cut the head off of. You know what's funny, right? Because <laughs> we, it's like, you know, you complain about, like, oh, they're doing this, they're doing this, but you keep seeing them. So. Yeah, I am one of these fucking idiots. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's like, that's why they keep doing it. Yeah, so yeah, I, I see yeah, why. I am, I am part of the problem. Yeah. I do agree. No, no, but I, I, I keep looking for it. And I have to admit, 2018 got me. Good film. Really enjoyed it. I know I had its detractors, but I think. Which one was that one? The one, the first one in this trilogy. And what was that one called? Halloween. Halloween 2018. Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. That nailed it. Three generation of strode women fighting Michael Myers. It's got one of the great moments of all time where it's like, gotcha. And they turn the whole house into a trap and they kill Michael. Yeah, that one actually wasn't bad. Until you listen to the end credits and you can hear shouts and screams or whatever. And then, of course, we get Halloween kills and Halloween ends because Blumhouse could not fucking... Jason Blum could not go, we've had a hit, well done. No, we're going to make more money. Trilogy. Of course we are. It's a trilogy. They clearly did not have enough ideas for a trilogy of Halloween films. Point one. Yep. Point two. This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, Speaking of sucks, go ahead. <laughs> exactly what you said. 
I'm a Halloween fan, despite the fact that most of them are middling to terrible films. Mm-hmm. I love the concept of Michael Myers. And when done well in 78 and 2018 and H2O, he's a great slasher, a great evil entity. He's terrifying. He's silent. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. Right. Halloween Kills was a misfire. We've just turned him into this absolute gore fest and idiot people doing idiot things. And we consigned Laurie Strode and Will Patton to fucking hospital beds yep. the entire film. Dumb film. Mm-hmm. Really disappointing. But... Had some great gore set pieces, so kind of got a two-star from me, uh-huh. think, from vague memory. I thought, maybe this film can explain what happens at the end of Kills. Maybe we can find out why Mike Myers, despite 50 people standing around and beating him to a pulp with everything they can lay their hands on, suddenly stands up and slashes them all to death and then magically materialises behind Karen and kills her at the end of the first That's film. That's what gives me the shits about these films. Uh, no. None of that's explained. Nope. It's just you're just expected to buy into the fact that Michael Myers has disappeared for four years. We'll get into spoilers where he is. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. And just go with it. That's bullshit fact number one. Bullshit uh, fact yep. number two is, like I said, didn't have enough material for three films. Let's create, as you said, something else. Mm. You're saying let's swing for the fences. This is not the place to do that. Yeah. We're looking for Laurie versus Michael one-on-one with some side characters getting in the way and getting dispatched. And this huge big battle between... Arguably the greatest screen, screen queen of all time and one of the greatest horror icons of all time. Mm. And instead, we get this other fucking story about a whole bunch of another character. It is absolutely putridly disappointing. Yeah. This film tr- spins its wheels. At the 60 minute mark of this movie, I reckon Michael had been on screen for about 60 seconds. Yes. There's very little to do with him. That they thought this would be okay. Like, what was. This is the worst movie of the year. This Fuck every Worst of the year? This is worse than anything else I've seen in terms of expectation, budget, mm. and going and getting a cinema release. This is horrendous. Is this worse than Halloween Kills? Yes. What? Yeah, I think it is. Wow. Because at least Halloween Kills played with the formula in terms of it's still Michael killing people. Mm. It's dumb. It's fucking ridiculous. And evil dies tonight. We run around and have a lynch mob that... Uh, completely and utterly ineffectual yes. and we elevate Michael to actually being this supernatural sinister thing and, and then we don't go with that in this Did particular we? movie. Yeah, because how else does he rise up when he's being... How nerfed? else did they ever happen, Paul? But even worse than this one, like a, they went to pains in the first film to say he doesn't feel pain but he's a human being. The end of Halloween Kills proves he's not a human being. It's not possible for him to do what... The fire, right? No, not the fire. That's in the first one, 2018. Oh, okay. That's bad enough. Yeah. But in the second one, he's literally being stabbed and and he would be smooshed into a thousand pieces by everyone beating down on him. And yet he just stands up and kills everyone. Mm -hmm. And then magically transports himself through lines and lines of police and and everything to stab Karen in the back. It's like, oh, well, he's supernatural. Okay, we've gone that road. No. Well, Well. except in the sense of apparently this film's a commentary on trauma. Sure. That's what it's aiming to be. Yes. How trauma infuses a town. Fine. That could have been a nice little backdrop to everything else that was going on. Instead, mm-hmm. it becomes the front and centre. And Haddonfield, Illinois, by this film, worst place in the universe to live. Oh, yeah. People try and kill you all the time. They've got, everyone's a bully. Everyone, it's right, yes. Including the fucking marching band. Yeah, that's got to be a first. <laughs> a marching band are all bullies. I'm like, what? They are the most ridiculous bullies in the history of cinema. It's also stupid because, like, yeah, they're all, like, bitches. They're all little yeah. dickheads. 
And there's one sort of like like kind of there's one girl in the group. First of all, there's girls. There's two girls and two guys. Two girls, two guys. One girl is sort of compassionate. She's like, stop guys, stop guys, but she still goes with them. One guy's like an albino fucking mullet wearing weirdo. Yeah. And who's stick thin. The other guy's like this short, like, okay, he's a good looking kid, but he's this short dude who's like just got an attitude. You You could slap him. You You could slap him. Yeah, you would knock him over with one punch. Easily, easily. If you had to go down to that, he's done. And then you've just got one woman who's who's cheering them on and the other one's like, oh guys, don't do that. Yeah. This is the <laughs> That's dumb. Every person in town is either, you know, corrupt and sexually harassing people yes, that's true. or abusing everyone. The fucking police, other than Will Patton, who I think's retired, but I'm not sure because he fucking turns up at a critical point when he's only could have got that information if he was a police officer. Can't tell, yes. It's completely ridiculous. What is with the No one wears a helmet when they're riding motorbikes? No, no one does that. <laughs> but that is Hollywood. But like that is it. We you've I mean, I didn't even think about this, but yeah, th- that whole town is full of shitheads. Oh my god! And if you're not a shithead, you're a victim. Yeah. <laughs> and what is that young girl doing dating that what oh. I assume to be a 45 year old fucking cop? Sher- Apparently, the eligible men have been murdered by Michael Myers because all you've got left now are lecherous old cops yeah. or potential child murderers. Yeah, that's all you can date. Holy shit! Time to move out of Illinois, everyone, <laughs> or at least that town. Yeah, what a shithole. Yeah, okay, it's, it's cool. a shithole. And again, anything else would be a spoiler. Let's just say, as you can tell, I. Hated this movie. I was sat there with my face aghast the whole way through it. Funny thing, I was sitting there going, "Eh, "I'm not, I'm not bored at least." (laughs) I was, I was painfully bored. You were annoyed, man. That's what happened there. I got my boredom gave way to incredulity, to anger and annoyance. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, good. Well, let's get spoiling. All right, let's. uh, You've heard out. Wayne likes this film more than me. (laughs) Unbelievable. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, take it to the bank. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is David Gordon Green should be allowed nowhere near anything else that resembles Halloween. Although apparently he's got the contract to direct a reimagining of The Exorcist. Fuck me. Oh, God. Oh, that's this is that business. Let me tell you, Paul. Uh, now, I'll just tell you the things that I thought were interesting about Please. this film. Okay. So, one thing I hate about horror and horror in general is the first scene is always some sort of kill. So typically it's whatever, teenagers in a house, and what was that sound, and who fought it, and so on, and then someone dies. Right? <laughs> who fought it? <laughs> now, in this film, there is a kill of sorts at the beginning, but what happens is, it's just a little shit who dies by getting knocked over and falls like three floors and dies. Second best part of the movie is that opening scene. Yes. So we jump forward one hour, one hour, one, one year yeah. after Michael has disappeared. Yes. It's 2019, and this young guy, Corey, is babysitting a, a shit of a kid. Mm-hmm. Shit of a kid starts to play with his head, suggesting Michael might be around. Locks him in the attic. Locks him in the attic. He has a panic attack. Kicks, Three floors up. Tries to, yeah. And there's a great foreshadowing shot where the mum's looking up. Yeah. And the angle's canted right down low mm-hmm. at her feet, so you can kind of see the inside of her chin. And up. Yep. So there's some nice little moments in this early sequence. I'm yes. like, okay, all right, this is starting all right. Well, well, I'm not sure why we're focusing on this kid, focusing on this kid but okay, let's just see where it goes. And then what happens? And then, like, the kid locks him in the attic, and he's like, let me out, you little shit. At the same time, the parents come home. They haven't very come early. early. Very early. <laughs> and he's like, let me out, let me out. The kid's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then he kicks the door open, which bursts into the kid, knocks him over the railings, and he falls to his death right, right in front of the, the parents. Parent. Which I'm like, ha serves you right, you little cunt. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't have any kids, everyone. Um, so... <laughs> No. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so it wasn't an intentional kill. It wasn't a slasher. It wasn't the antagonist or whatever. Well, I guess it ended up being. But 
And so this was an like, oh, so that's the kill? That's unusual. I've not seen that. I've not seen an Agreed. innocent Agreed. kill. So, all right. So, now, then so we... I thought you'd have a problem with that, but okay, no, good. No, no, I was okay with that. Fair enough. All all right. Again, I would have preferred an explanation for what the fuck happened at the end of Halloween Kills, but I'll live with this. Right. So three years now we flash to, I guess, what would therefore be considered present day, though they don't say that, and say, again, Halloween night. Yes, so obviously they've either let him off or it became manslaughter or something. Yeah, I don't know whatever I, it was. Yeah, I got the sense that maybe he... I just don't understand why he wouldn't move out of town. And it gives a really vague... Uh, explanation that his mother is is kind of Carrie-esque, uh, this yeah, overbearing, she's, she's not religious, but this completely... Fucked up. Yeah, fucked up woman who's trying to control his whole life. That is, was she always like that, or was it only after he murdered this kid by accident? Well, he seemed to like... Because he, he was talking, I think, about college and stuff like that, so yes. it seemed like he had a future yeah, was, yeah, before was going this, on. Yep. and now it destroyed everything. Mm-hmm. So that that's fine. Okay, let's make that happen. Great. The other thing I liked about that, I don't know if you want to go blow by blow, but by, no, when you... Won't. No. What happens then is by the time Michael Myers makes his whatever appears, who's right? been living in a sewer, sewer in the right? same set of overalls with the same mask for four fucking years. How, you might ask, given that apparently he is just human. Good fucking question, I would answer, because it is beyond dumb. That's the worst thing about this thing, where it's like they just accept, they expect you to accept all of that shit. And that's why I hate horror in general, because it's like, this is all stupid. So It is stupid. But, I can't defend this one. Yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah, okay, he's there. Who cares, right? Now, what I did kind of like, and this is as close as we get to realism, Paul. When finally this dude, for whatever reason, goes into the sewer and finds Michael Myers, and then doesn't actually have an encounter with him, but they talk. So he has an encounter, but it's not like a slasher thing. It's like a they talk, or he understands, or something happens. And the idea, I think, that the movie's trying to tell you is that Michael Myers' evil kind of infects this kid. Yeah, but but here's what happens. <laughs> so then Michael Mike- Myers has a protege, <laughs> a fucking protege for zero reason by the way oh my other than God. the fact that he's been bullied or whatever right he then michael myers though this is the one thing that is kind of realistic he doesn't have he's like weak he's weak and an old man because they try and fight and he gets his ass kicked pretty easily well not in that first bit in the first bit yeah first he's telling okay, him so this. here's what we don't understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the implication is that michael's been living in this sewer dragging the occasional person in there and murdering them because what is he doing is he gathering his strength for three fucking That's four years? What I took was is, is he, which is dumb as fuck. Yes, because again, we've established he can move at will to whatever, and he That's can right. be beaten to a pulp and to stand up and then murder fifty people. And all right, I can understand if it took him months to recover from that, but not years. Well, what? Yeah. Well, what I th- what I took it to be was that because he had been in that thing for the sewer for four years and hadn't presumably killed anyone or killed very few people. That's why he was weak. It seems to me like he draws power from killing people, and that's why he keeps doing it. Well, if that were the case, then... Then he's supernatural, Paul. And he would have continued on his spree on the same night. There was no reason for him to stop. Yes. He just murdered the most number of people in the history of the Halloween franchise. But then to make it even stupider, now that he's presumably too weak to do it that effectively, he now, yes, uses this dude... Well, Well, he drags Corey in. So Corey's been basically thrown off a bridge by the bullies that we aforementioned. Yep. And he's unconscious and sort of out of it. Michael drags him to the sewer. Now, at that point, Michael Myers just murders the guy. Yeah. He doesn't... Because he's unconscious. That's right. He doesn't not just look at him and... Oh, oh, he's a bit like a wounded puppy. Yep. So, Corey wakes up. He's disoriented. He staggers around. He tries to get out of the pipe. And as he goes to go, Michael reaches through and grabs him around the neck. And they lock eyes. And like you said, the implication here, the movie's trying to sell you that either he recognises something in Corey that he's a killer as well. Or... He passes, not, I don't know if it's knowingly, I doubt it. Some Some kind of evil leeches or infects Corey because he's different after that. Right. Then he comes out. Let's him go. Yeah, let's him go. Presumably, 
if you had to get, put something behind it, it's like he's like, oh, here's another killer, and I can use him to somehow <laughs> fucking do my killing for me. And then it gives me the strength, but I don't know. Anyway, so he goes outside and he kills the bum. Yeah, kills the bum. Arguably the best part of one of the best parts of the 2018 Halloween was mm-hmm. that it turns out Michael wasn't really after Laurie at all. He was wanted to go on a murder spree that happened to cross paths. Okay. Which was a nice moment because Laurie had been obsessing about him for 40 fucking years. Michael was just, I'll just kill anyone who gets in my way. Yeah. And then they happen to cross paths. This film kind of even undermines that message. Yes. Michael, I guess he's following Corey, but goes straight back at Laurie. So I'm just like, oh. Well, it's as though he's gathering strength from the kills Corey does. Oh to I know, I'm telling you it's bullshit. All right, so there's that. But at least he was weakened in this movie at some stage. The guy's got to be 70 years old or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, okay, this is... So that one thing for me is like... He's weakened enough still to pin a woman and again a throwback to the original. No, but by that stage he'd had a few kills and he's stronger again. Again, I'm telling Michael you Michael hasn't killed anyone at that point. I no, but his like, first kill. I think he gets strength yeah. from his protege killing. That's I, I'm telling you it's bullshit. So straight up. Um, <laughs> there's that. So that's well, the only... The rest two- of the town being... I get it. They're, they're meant to be traumatized. But I just don't buy for a second that everyone's been touched by this evil and they're all horrible, horrible people. It's a shit, it's a shit idea. Except, ironically, Laurie, who's gone the other, other way, as you said in, in the description. She's happy. She's decided to embrace life and, and be a good grandmother. And who cares? My daughter was killed by the guy who I've been obsessing about for 40 years. That's okay. Let's just get on with it now. Yeah, I still got my granddaughter. Yeah, none of that fucking makes any sense either. Well, the idea that... Because she sort of flirts with Will Patton a bit and this and that. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then she seems to be smiling for a bit. But then or, someone chucks the shit at her. Yeah, John, again, another person blames her. Apparently, the woman who survived, I think it was Halloween Kills, who didn't recognize her, her and, the, and the husband the husband was killed and she yeah. wasn't. Why would anybody blame fucking Laurie Strode? It makes zero sense. And it's just... I it understand was, why they're blaming Corey for the kill, for yeah. the death of the kid. This kid was in your care and you somehow fucking yeah. manslaughtered him yeah. for want of a better description. But Laurie's a complete innocent and she's been treated by pariah, like a pariah by... Because they needed some bullshit weird conflict. Weird fuck. It's just a dumb... a dumb, <laughs> I take it too far. And again, can I emphasize at this point in time, nothing's fucking happened with Michael. Nothing. He literally emerges from his sewer after the second act when Corey, like you said, has beaten him up Remember now, this is you're saying he's he's getting power from killing people. This so he, he stabbed someone to the wall, held them up with one arm, and yep. stabbed them to the wall. Later on, little fucking weed Corey comes in, beats him up, and takes his mask. That did happen later on, didn't yes. it? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. This is shit, everyone. <laughs> this is shit. And I'll tell you something else. The young, the do- the granddaughter, yeah, right? Andy. Yes, pretty young thing. The relationship between her and Corey. Is perhaps the most bullshit, oh unbelievable thing I've ever seen. First of all, she cracks onto him, yeah. right? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. And she basically looks to be the hottest girl in the, in the town. Yep. So what's that about? You could try and explain it away and say, well, she's damaged, he's damaged, she recognizes something in him. But it still doesn't ring true the way it gets together. He, she chases him so hard. Yeah, he even sh- shuts like her down. It's like he's got your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but like this is... That's it though. He he actually shits on her, and he looks like a pariah, yeah. and he hasn't got anything really to no, offer. He's got, nothing, he's got nothing to offer. He's worked in a fucking mechanic. Yeah, like again, that's is that his dad? Well, it's his stepdad. I think Step it's the heavy implication. Yeah. Oh, that's why he's, he, he's a decent enough bloke. And he's a decent so guy. Of course, he dies. Of course, he dies. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so there's that. But even when they are together, and he becomes sort of badass, I ride a bike without a helmet, kind of thing, right? <laughs> even then, I'm not buying it. No. And so when he's a badass, I'm like, suck my dick. <laughs> Well, what do you think of his performance, Paul? 
He's poor, but he's not alone. No, it's it's, it's badly directed. It's badly directed. I would agree. I would agree. This is <laughs> he's never he's never believable. It was it was totally believable in the first scene as the the well dressed young man who parents would leave their kid with. Yeah, that was fine. He's fine in that scene, and he pa- plays the panic and terror well. But when he's meant to be evil and dead of eye, I'm just like, uh huh. You're just unfocusing and staring past the camera, mate. That's not that's not hard. Again, I think it is the direction. It's just like let's get this guy. In. You know what? Just the idea of having a proxy killer. Is just so wrong for this movie. For this movie, exactly. The culmination of three films, supposedly the end of forty-four years in a saga, spanning four films, and we decide to spend most of the time on something completely else. Oh. It's such a bad decision from the get-go. I and this, I keep coming back to this point. They had not enough material for three films, so don't fucking make three films. Let me ask you this: If you, let's say. David GG comes to you, right? And says, uh, listen, Priscilla, we need uh, a third act. I know you, you should have acted. shit a better film. Yes, this. so this is the thing. So in t- rather than, like, instead of writing a better film, let me ask you this. If you had to say, these are the elements for a third and superfluous Halloween ending. One, I'm guessing you might say, Michael needs to actually be in it. Yeah. Two, he needs to do more. Like, the killing needs to happen. Three, the actual interplay between him and Laurie Strodes, even if it's one-sided from Laurie, Needs to be a major thing. I would never have changed the thing that Michael was chasing Laurie. I would never. I mean, that was. I said I enjoyed it. Yeah. Had it played out better. But in my trilogy, that it wouldn't have been a trilogy because I wouldn't have enough <laughs> material for three films. Mm-hmm. That's all we've got. But in my follow up to the original Halloween, yeah. it would be Michael is obsessed with Laurie. Don't give a shit what his sister. She's the one that got away. Yeah. And he has been festering for 40 years waiting for his moment to kill her. And he kills anyone that gets in his way on the way to her. Yeah. That's how I would have played it. Okay. And then the first film could have ended the way that it did. I wouldn't have done the second film the way that it was. But it's meant to... You're meant to climax, if I may use this term. Mm-hmm. That's meant to be the high point of the series. Yeah. And whilst their fight is good... Yeah, no, the fight's good with I enjoyed that, the back and forth between them and she's really standing up for herself. And like you say, now we're playing him as being not as strong as he was because it depends on what the script needs him to be. That's what he is. He's either super fucking strong or he's not. Uh, exactly. And I got a question for you. Yep. Like when the dude like gets shot in the chest, right? So Corey gets shot in the chest towards yep. the end and he's still sort of not too perturbed by it, which really pisses me off because I'm pretty sure getting shot in the chest is quite distressing. Yep. Um, not apparently as distressing as being locked in an attic. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know. <laughs> so he, because he stops, because when Michael Myers turns up and he stops him for a second and then Michael Myers fucks him up. Yep. So has he turned in that moment? What's going on there? Is like what? What's? Does do we even care? Again, does it make any sense at all? No, no. it doesn't. It no, doesn't, no, right? no, mate. I guess he failed. He failed at what Michael hoped he would do, and so Michael dispatched him. Though I've seen that particular theories online. So if they want to keep it going, yes, Michael's gone because we'll get to that in a moment. But maybe Corey's not dead. Oh fuck off! Yeah, they should probably call it Halloween pauses. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else, I saw that somewhere, you probably didn't read that, but that was the oh, joke. Yeah. Well, let me t- let me ask you this. Uh, so let's get to his his demise. So basically, in the end, Laurie does defeat him, uh, effectively yep. stabs him in enough places to pin him down to, but then he still rips his hand off the, the knife between it. I can imagine if you split your hand straight down the center, say between your third and fourth fingers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're not grabbing anything. But no, anyway, this is Michael Myers. So he grabs is not the best, yes. Laurie and, and he's strangling her to death. And then Andy comes back at the last second, having kind of, Realize mum's in trouble and finish or stabs Michael, and then that's right. the end of it. Okay. Then they take him 
Jesus Christ pose like yes, and dump him in a meat grinder, which they've been foreshadowing the entire fucking not a meat grinder, a metal grinder uh, at yeah, a car, car yard, car, yeah, scrap which they have been foreshadowing in about nineteen different shots through the first hundred and five minutes. Of this I film. didn't even notice one. Of them. <laughs> So he, yes. So then you actually see literally his body ground ground to pieces, including his head popping. Yep. So there's no way you could. Good good, good sequences. Another one is saved for the DJ. Yeah, no, sorry. I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the DJ actually wasn't bad either. Yep. So now, Paul. We're done. We're done, right? This is surely definitive because decapitating would normally have done it, but apparently not. Jamie Lee Curtis has made it very clear she's not coming back to anything else. Well done, Jamie. You wouldn't want to, even though she was, I think, an executive producer or maybe even a producer on this movie. Yeah, well, that's why you do it. She's done. Yeah. So if Halloween comes back again, it's got to be an all-new imagining start or starting off again. Call it a complete reboot. Yeah. That, or they can make what was originally the plan back for Halloween 3, colon, Season of the Witch. It's an anthology-type film series where one gets released every Halloween with the, with the name Halloween on it, but it's not just a slasher yeah. movie about yeah. a guy walking along. The film about Corey becoming a slasher? That could have been fine on its own, yeah, but not as part of the Halloween That's franchise. Right. That's the problem here. <laughs> We're shoehorning two, at least, properties together because, again, we didn't have enough material for three films. Star Wars Syndrome meat. Actually, that's a really good, <laughs> really good analogy. This is yeah. the first one, Goodwill. People enjoyed it. It's basically the same thing, mm. but it's a little bit different. Yeah. The second one, what the fuck was that? Yep. That's kind of all over the place and weird. And then the third one, complete fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. The other series this reminds me of, this is the Matrix trilogy of this uh, time. The hit spawn The first film, fucking awesome. The second film, boy, that made some puzzling decisions and was a bit shit in a lot of ways, but yeah. had a couple of great sequences that sort of saved it. Yeah. Third film, complete shit show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, by the way, Mike, uh, Mike Patton. So Sheriff Patton, Will Patton's mm. Sheriff, slash maybe retired Sheriff. Mike Patton. Go on. <laughs> Paul Love, Faith and Water, yeah, I do. I do. Um, <laughs> What's he doing? So... He's oh, in, he's he's in two scenes. That's a day of work. Entire fucking movie. That's a day of work. I him. would agree. Maybe probably two because one was at night and one was during the day. But so Laurie puts in the nine one one call saying I'm about to report a suicide, luring Corey upstairs. Yep. Gives her address, and then later on <laughs> we hear him say, "Andy, where's your grandmother? I don't know where she is." I'm like, "You're the worst fucking cop of all time." She's got an address listed with you, and you've been into her house. Yes. So fuck off. And she's the apple of your eye. You know where she is. More importantly, she gave her a drift to the 911 call. That's so right. someone's either tipped you off or you are still a police officer. He's definitely can, still a police officer. Just go to the fucking house where you eventually did and lock up to the door, but it's already Michael's already dead. Worst police force in history. He could have called her on the way because he knew he, she lived there as well and just checked with her. That could have happened. Not the way he framed the <laughs> No, question. I know. I Where's know, your grandmother? Look, to me, he's always the policeman from Fled. So <laughs> For me, he's uh, he's... Bruce Willis's best mate in Armageddon. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. All right, we've talked too much about we this We have. Film. This film fucking sucks. <laughs> Wayne, what's your final score? Oh, yeah, good question. Uh, let's see. Mm, even I'm giving it a 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I gave it one and a half stars. I think it might have been overly generous. I'm dropping this down. The more I think about it, the more angry it makes me. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this an 18. Ooh! This film fucking sucks. Everything about it blows other than a couple of good gore sequences and a nice little battle, five-minute battle between Laurie and Michael at the end. Not enough to save this movie. Fuck off, David Gordon Green. Is this as low as I've ever heard you well, give it a That's far away. Oh, it's one of the worst scores. Yeah, I've yeah. Given. All right, good stuff. Fantastic. Most years I have a film I'm really angry about. You found it for 2022. Halloween Ends enters Paul's most anger-inducing films list. Excellent. Good to hear. All right, that's our review of Halloween Ends. What did you think? I don't know. Some of our friends out there in podcast world have enjoyed this. Brad enjoyed it from the Cinema Guys. Uh, I know 
Justin really? from Epic Film Guys hated it. Looking forward to hearing his review. Actually, Brianna, one of our listeners who is a big fan of horror like yourself, yep. said, tell me what you think about it as soon as it's done. I said, I kind of liked it, but Paul hated it. And she said, uh, that does not bode well. <laughs> if Paul didn't like it, it means it's probably shit. So there you go. So Gerald from Two Peas on a Party, he didn't like it much either. I think he's around your sort of score. So Really? I, it's divisive, but I think the vast majority of people looking at this letterbox score as well, which is the lowest of the three films in this trilogy, most people are not enjoying it. So... Yeah, divisive, but waiting towards the negative end. Yeah, but if you did like it, or indeed you hated it, let us know via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at the Countdown PC. Check out thecountdownpodcast.com for our website for all things Countdown related. And that's about it from us. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Please let it be game over. We'll catch you next time. See ya, bud. See ya.